Hey everybody, God bless you. Good morning. Welcome to Swerve Church. So glad that you can join us today. Today we're continuing our series called Stay Positive. Stay Positive. Uh, we are learning to not allow all of the outside circumstances, everything that's happening all around us, everything that we see, all the bad news, all the negativity. We're not allowing the outside circumstances to dictate our attitudes. Instead, we're looking at Scripture and we're learning how to rise above our circumstances. And we're looking to glean from Scripture hope and encouragement in Christ. And today we're going to be talking about encouragement. Encouragement is so important that we talk about this topic. Now listen guys, between the global pandemic and between the racial inequality and the fight for racial equality and, 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 and trying to fight for justice, and then here in New York City with the uptake in, uh, in crime and gun violence that we see on our streets, uh, you know, crime that we haven't seen since the 90s here in New York City, man, we are just constantly surrounded by negativity and bad news. And, and it's never been more important to talk about this topic to talk about encouragement, about how do we find and how do we give encouragement as we're constantly surrounded by negativity, bad news, and discouragement. And so it's so important that we talk about this today. Now, what is encouragement? What exactly is that? If you are curious to know, here's the definition. The definition of encouragement is the action of giving someone support, confidence, or hope. The action of giving someone support, confidence, or hope. Now, I don't know about you guys, but the way things have been, I, I could never be in more use than right now of some confidence, some hope, and some support. What about you guys? I know I can certainly need that right now. Now, let me ask you guys a question. What have been some ways that you've been encouraged in the past or maybe even recently? What are some ways that you receive encouragement? What does that look like uh, for you? Because encouragement comes in a variety of ways. I, I would love for you guys to let me know in the comments. Here's a couple of different ways that you can uh, give or receive encouragement. Have any of these been relevant to you in the past or, or right now? Let me know in the comments. You should see them right now on the screen. A couple different ways that you can give or receive encouragement. For example, encouragement can come in the form of speaking. You can speak encouragement, words of encouragement. It can come in the form of writing, writing an encouraging note or, or, or letter or text. Uh, encouragement comes in the form of helping, giving somebody a lending hand or giving through gifts. You can receive encouragement through receiving or giving gifts. Uh, you can get encouragement through presence, which is being uh, with somebody, being present with somebody close. Or what about uh, through the act of touch, through uh, a handshake or through a hug, or an embrace. Uh, you can receive encouragement through hospitality, being welcomed into somebody's home, sharing a meal with somebody, or you can receive encouragement through prayer. Uh, which one of these have been a source of encouragement for you? Let me know in the comments. I wanted to share with you guys a time uh, in the recent past that I was extremely encouraged. Uh, and it was uh, maybe like two years ago uh, at our church. And it was one Sunday uh, morning that I was surprised that I had no idea this was coming. Uh, but, you know, the folks at church had turned it into Pastor Appreciation Sunday. And I was totally surprised by that. And I, I totally understand that there's not much to appreciate. So I definitely, you know, appreciate the token of, of gratitude and appreciation. Uh, it was something that was just so encouraging. Uh, to me that morning, uh, you know, my, my picture came on the screen and uh, there was a card that had all these uh, really great and awesome encouraging messages uh, from some of you that are watching this right now. And, and there was cake to celebrate after the service. And it was an encouraging time uh, for me. 
and has never been more necessary, has never been more prevalent, never been more of an important topic to receive encouragement when we're living in such discouraging times. And so we got to talk about this. We got to talk about encouragement. Uh, so now you're saying, well, Danny, well, what about at church? Why well, talk about this topic at church? Well, I, I think we need to talk about this because it is reflective of our God. In fact, if you're taking notes, you can write this down. That is that our God is an encourager. Did you know that? Did you know that our God, the God that we serve, the God that we worship, is an encouraging God? He is an encourager. God interacts with His creation. He's not a, a being that is far off, removed from His creation, that we have no interaction with. No, God interacts with His creation. And one of the ways He interacts with us is by giving us encouragement. And one of the greatest examples of this we see is uh, in the person and work of the Holy Spirit. In fact, one of the names of the Holy Spirit is that He is our comforter. And that's one of the ways that we receive encouragement from God the Father is through the Holy Spirit. But did you know this, that one of the perhaps one of the greatest ways that God gives us the gift of encouragement is working through God's people. This is one of the greatest examples of God's encouragement to us is by working through His people. In fact, we see this in Scripture in 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 5 to 7. Let's read these few verses along, and I want to try to show you guys how God brings about encouragement through people. Paul writes this letter, 2 Corinthians, and uh, let's pick it up in chapter 7, verse 5. In fact, when we, Paul's talking about himself, including himself there, came into Macedonia, Check out, the, check out the attitude of Paul. Check out, you know, kind of where he's coming from emotionally and physically. He says, we had no rest. Instead, we were troubled in every way. Conflicts on the outside and fears within. Check out Paul's attitude or check out what Paul is sensing and feeling uh, right, right now. And many of you feel like him uh, as well. He had no rest. And he says that he was troubled in every sort of way. He was experiencing conflicts. He had fear within. He was dealing with this emotional anguish and fear. How many of you feel just like Paul? But then check out what he says in verse 6. He says, But God who comforts the downcast comforted us. And so here Paul says, man, I was feeling downcast. I was feeling down and out. I was feeling fearful. I was feeling troubled. I was conflicted in every sort of way. But God brought me comfort. God gave me comfort in my distress. God gave me comfort. God is an encourager. God is a comforter. Now check out how he brought about comfort. Paul acknowledges that this comfort came from God. But God, who comforts the downcast, comforted us. How? By the arrival of Titus. So Titus is this guy that brought about comfort to Paul. In the middle of his affliction, God used Titus, God used another person in Paul's life to bring about comfort and encouragement in his lowest, darkest uh, moment in his life. God used Titus to bring about that comfort. And not only that, check out verse 7. Uh, he comforted us by the arrival of Titus and not only by his arrival, but also, check this out, by the comfort he received from you. Isn't this interesting? So, Paul is down and out. I mean, he is anguished, conflicted, and he's fearful uh, from what's going on in his outside circumstances. But he receives comfort from Titus. God uses Titus to bring about comfort. And then check this out. The church of Corinth comforted Titus as well. And so what we have going on here is an encouragement train. 
Do you guys see that? Titus was God's primary vehicle of encouragement to Paul. And then God used the church at Corinth to be his primary vehicle of encouragement to Titus. Have you ever considered yourself as God's primary vehicle of encouragement to your brother, to your sister, to to everyone around you? Have you ever seen yourself as God's primary vehicle of encouragement? If not, then you better hop on the encouragement train because God wants to use you to give encouragement to your brother or your sister in Christ, to provide and be a source of encouragement to the people that are around you and to receive encouragement from others as well. So for the rest of our time, here's what I want to do. I want to give us three statements to help you uh, jump on uh, the encouragement train. All right, you are necessary in this season more than ever. We need one another more than ever. You need to hop on this train. All right, so three statements to help us hop on the encouragement train. Number one is this, and that is that we are to encourage others regularly. We are to encourage others regularly. Let me let you in on uh, one of pastors all over the world, one of their favorite verses in the entire Bible is found in Hebrews chapter 10, and we're going to read it right now. Pastors all over the world, they love this passage, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 and verse 25. It says, And let us consider one another in order to provoke love and good works, not neglecting to gather together some are in the habit of doing. And that's that's the favorite part that a lot of pastors love. All right, let's not neglect gathering together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging each other and all the more as you see the day approaching let's break apart this verse these two verses a little bit uh, and look at look at what the author of hebrew says he says and let us consider one another what does that mean to consider one another i think it means to think about the names of the people that god has brought into your life of your brothers and sisters in christ of, of your church family think about the names of those people it's the picture of the faces the people that God has placed in your life, to picture them in your mind, to consider them, to think about them, and it's to allow those special people and those special relationships to stir up good works and love inside of you. It's to stir up love and good works. Love is what God places inside of you to demonstrate to people, and love demonstrated is the good works that He calls you to do. All right, so consider those people, consider consider the names, picture the faces, those people that God has placed in your lives. And he says, not neglecting to gather together as some are in the habit of doing. Now, admittedly, this is difficult to, uh, to do right now, the whole neglecting of coming together, because right now, you know, in the day and age that we're living in, with everything going on in the world, we are not necessarily gathering together in person. But guess what? The church building is closed but the church has not closed the the church continues to function the church continues to be open and not neglecting to gather together right now in this season of life is getting together on facebook or youtube so maybe uh, you can say or you can change you know not neglecting to assemble on facebook not neglecting to gather on youtube or whatever platform you love to get on and so it's so important for us even now in this season of life, to not neglect getting together regularly, even if it's by the means, by these means, by being online. And what that means is that we need to be intentional. You know, I know that the, I know that the, uh, the temptation is to be super lazy on a Sunday and to stay in bed and to sleep in. Uh, you know, after all, with everything going on in the world, who doesn't want a couple extra hours of sleep? 
But we're going to be intentional because Hebrews chapter 10 says that we are not to neglect you know, the gathering together. And so right now in this season, our gathering together looks like getting together on Facebook or YouTube. And so we're going to put the alarm clock. We're going to get up. We're going to brush our teeth. All right, we're going to eat breakfast and we're going to sit with our cup of coffee and we're going to worship with our brothers and sisters. It's being intentional. It also means that we're being present. Listen, when you went to church on a Sunday, you went into a physical church building, you know, hopefully you were present. Right? You didn't zone out. You were there. You were focused. You were intentional. You were taking notes. And it's the same thing with doing church online. You need to be intentional. You need to be present. Don't just put on the YouTube video and then go about your business at home and, and take a shower and clean up the, the living room or, or do dishes. It's not the time to do that. Be intentional. Be focused. Be present. Do not neglect gathering together. Some are in the habit of doing. Are you in the habit of that? Are you in the habit of neglecting the time together with the brothers and sisters that God has placed in your life? Now, there's also going to be some face-to-face opportunities. In fact, just this past Friday, we had a wonderful time at the park. We were able to get together at the park and spend some time together. And we're going to be looking to making more opportunities like that. And that includes that as well. Making time face-to-face and online, trying to meet up. So that why? For For what reason? Verse 25. So that we can encourage each other. So that we can be encouraging each other. Now listen, you can do this even right now. Even as I'm speaking, even as we're attending church online, you can be a source of encouragement to your brother or to your sister right now. You can do so by engaging them in the chat. You can do that by giving encouraging words or Bible verses in the chat. You can be a source of encouragement. You can do that during the week by sending a text message to your brother or sister in Christ. You can do that by making a phone call or sending an email. There's different ways that you can be a source of encouragement. We got to hop on this encouragement train. And being on the encouragement trains means that we're encouraging others regularly, that we're including this and we're being intentional about doing that. And it's seeing ourselves as God's gift to one another. Have you ever seen yourself that way? Have you ever viewed yourself as God's gift to the people around you, to your church family? Why not? Because you are. You are God's gift to me. I am God's gift to you. We are God's gift to one another. And so we need to hop on this encouragement train and be a source of encouragement to one another. I need you to see yourself as God's primary source of encouragement. Stop looking for stop looking for it everywhere else. Be the source of encouragement that God's called you to be to your brothers and sisters in Christ. Let's do it together. Hop on the encouragement train. Here's number two, you can write this down, and that is that we are to encourage others spiritually. Encourage others spiritually. Let's look at what Paul wrote to uh, the church in Rome, Rome, Romans chapter 1, verse 10 through 12. We're going to read these verses, and then we're going to break it apart a little bit. He says this, Always asking in my prayers that that if it is somehow in God's will, I may now at last succeed in coming to you, for I want to see, I want very much to see you, so that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to strengthen you. That is to be what? Mutually what? Encouraged by each other's faith, both yours and mine. To be encouraged by each other's faith. We are to encourage each other spiritually. 
Now check this out. Here's what's going on in this passage. Paul is expressing a desire to get together. He wanted to head to Rome and he had this desire to meet with the church in Rome, but God had other plans and had interrupted his plans in allowing him to physically be in the church of Rome. And he says, I long to see you. How many of you feel like that, right? You, We long to see each other. We long to spend time uh, uh, with one another. Some of you are like, man, Danny, I don't like you very much, but I still miss you because it's been so long, right? We're like, we just, we long to see one another. And that's what Paul is expressing. He says, I long to be with you. But he says, why? Here's why. He says, so that I can impart spiritual gifts. I want to impart to you some spiritual gifts. And here's what Paul is saying. Paul is saying that I want to awaken in you. I want to bring to your attention some spiritual gifts that God has given each and every single one of you, that God has blessed you with, that God has given you so that we can bless one another. And he's saying is that there's these gifts that God has given us and it's essential that these gifts are put into action. It's it's important. It's essential. We must put these gifts into action. They cannot remain dormant. The gifts that God has given you guys, they cannot be uh, asleep. They cannot remain dormant. Why? Well, he says in verse 12, so that we can be mutually encouraged. So that we can be mutually encouraged. You see, when we utilize our God-given gifts collectively, it becomes a source of encouragement to each other. When we use our God-given gifts, the gifts that God has given, when you put those into practice, when you awaken those spiritual gifts that God has given you, it serves as a blessing to me and to the others around you. And so it's so important that we put it into practice. It's so important that we awaken these spiritual God-given gifts so that we can bless one another spiritually. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, me, Danny? Me too? Absolutely. You as well. God has given you gifts that I desperately need to be blessed by. And that I have gifts that God has given me that you need to be blessed by as well. I wanted to give you guys a list of spiritual gifts. So on the screen right now, you're going to see a list of spiritual gifts. And just for kicks, if you see something there that you believe God has gifted you, would you please put it down in the chat? Let me know what are the gifts that you believe God has given you. Uh, what is that? Go ahead and let me know in the chat. Now, this is not an exhaustive list. This is just some of the, a couple of the different ways that God has gifted us. And, and listen, a quick Google search will help lead you to some other things in the Bible or just pick up the scriptures, read the Bible for yourselves and find it in there. But God has given each and every single one of you gifts. Now, here's the big takeaway. Here's the big takeaway. When we utilize our spiritual gifts for one another, it helps us draw closer to Jesus and become more like Jesus. It encourages us to grow in our faith. We can be mutually encouraging to one another and we can all help each other and assist one another in looking more like Christ and living our lives more like Christ and drawing closer to Him. That's why it is so important. You can do so by means of praying for one another. In fact, we have a Facebook group page that hopefully you all know about and you're all a part of it that you can be a part of. It's called Swerve Church Insider. It's a group that's open to anybody. You can join in. It's a great place to put up a prayer request or to pray for others. You can just put a post. Hey, I'm praying this morning. How can I pray for you? So that we can provide opportunities to be praying for one another. You can share scripture with other people. This is another way that you can encourage others to grow in their faith. Did you know that in the Bible app, you can actually read devotionals together? So maybe there's a devotion that you want to read with two, three, four, five, ten people from your church family. You can go ahead and invite them. You can be friends on the Bible app and you can read a devotional together at the same time. 
Or when you go to church online, you maybe you, you go to church online, you notice somebody didn't tune in today. And it's your opportunity to go ahead and text them and say, hey, we missed you at church online today. You can also do that by reading a book together. Find a, a, a good book, uh, you know, a, a Christian a, a read that has encouragement towards your spiritual growth and spiritual life. And maybe you can read that book together. The big idea is that we want to be a source of encouragement for one another. We want to encourage each other spiritually because when you are utilizing your gifts and when I am utilizing the gifts that God has given me, then we can mutually encourage each other and we can push each other to look more like Christ and to draw closer to Him. But that is only when we are all engaged in the spiritual gifts that God has given us. Here's number three. You can write this down. Here's the last thing. And number three is this. Encourage yourself in the Lord. Encourage yourself in the Lord. Now listen to me. It's no secret. These are some of the most difficult times to stay encouraged. We have been discouraged with everything that's going around. It's not a secret. Everybody knows this. And as we grow and as we mature as Christians, it's so important that we learn to find encouragement in the Lord, to be strengthened in the Lord. Listen, guys, there's going to be times in your life when what you're going through is so profound and it's so deep that you cannot simply depend on somebody else to lift you out of it. People may try. Friends may try. Neighbors may try. Your church family may try. But there are going to be times in your life when you find yourself going through such a difficult time that you must learn, that you must grow, that you must mature and learn to depend on the Lord and to find your strength and comfort and encouragement in the Lord. Because there's times that a friend is just not going to be enough. In fact, in the Old Testament, there's a character, his name is David, who found himself over and over again in times like this, when he found himself in such difficult and dark moments in his life. That there were times where he had to learn and, and grow and mature in his, walk with, in his walk with God in order to depend on him and to find his strength in him. His life was under constant threat all the time. And in fact, we read about one such time in 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 6. Now, just to give you guys a little bit of context, David's army had just, had just experienced a, a great defeat. And their women and children had been uh, carried along by the enemies. And, and they were so discouraged. And they were so downcast. And they were so hurt. David especially. And look at what it says. 1 Samuel chapter 30 verse 6. And David was greatly distressed. For the people spoke of stoning him. Now these weren't even the enemies that had taken away uh, you know, the, wife, uh, the wives and children of, uh, of David's men. These were his own men that were so distressed by the defeat that they spoke of stoning David, his own men, because the soul of all the people was grieved because of what had happened. Every man for his sons and for his daughters. But check out what David's response was. He says, but David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. David found himself in this difficult situation, in this difficult moment, as they had, they had just experienced this, this great defeat. But David was able to find encouragement in the Lord, encourage himself in the Lord. And it's so important that we learn how to do that. What does that look like in our lives? How do we find encouragement in the Lord? How do we find strength for encouragement in the Lord? Well, I, I think there's a couple different ways. I'm sure there's a whole bunch. Let me give you guys just three. First, I think one of the ways that we can find encouragement in the Lord is that we reflect 
We spend time in reflection. We reflect on the attributes of God, on who God's word says he is, on his, on, uh, that he is loyal, that he is faithful, that he is true, that he is present, that he is with us, that he is loving, that he is kind, that he is a, a good father, that he is present in a time of need. So we take time to reflect on who God is, on the attributes of God. And it also means, reflection also means that we turn our worry into prayer and we spend time talking to God in prayer. I think another way that we find strength and encouragement in the Lord is by remembering. We remember all the ways that God has been faithful to us in the past. We take time to remember, God, you've been faithful to me in the past. I've been through difficult situations. I've been through hardships. I've been through low moments in my life, God, and you've never let me down. You've always been present. You've always helped me out. So we begin to remember all the ways that God has been present and faithful in the past. And I think lastly, we just trust. We have faith. We trust. We trust in God to allow Him to get us through the present moment. And we allow the Holy Spirit to be a source of encouragement and hope and strength in the middle of our difficult situation. That's how we find encouragement in the Lord. Even though right now we are, found, we are surrounded by negativity, even though right now it's so easy to remain discouraged, I can stay positive. I can be encouraged and I can be a source of encouragement to others. And the reason we can do so, the reason me and you, we can be, a, be encouraged and be a source of encouragement is because God is, our, is a God of hope and God is our source of hope. And because God is our source of hope, we can be a source of hope for others. That's what the scripture says. Read this verse out loud with me. I, I want you guys to read this verse with a lot of hope. Okay, let's read it together. Romans chapter 15, verse 13 says this. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. You see, guys, God is our source of hope. And because He is our source of hope, we can find hope in Him. And that hope can overflow in our lives so that we can be a source of hope for others. And the greatest reason, the greatest reason we can have hope today is because in our hopeless state, God loved us. When we were in our most hopeless position as sinners before a holy God, God didn't reject us. God didn't leave us to our sinfulness and our hopelessness. God entered our mess in the form of Jesus Christ. Jesus met us in our hopeless state and didn't leave us there. Jesus came to the world. He lived a perfect and sinless life, the life that you or I could not live. And then He died a hopeless death, the death that you and I deserve. And He conquered Satan's sin in the grave, rose from the grave so that in His life we can experience forgiveness of sin and new life. So that in our hopelessness, in our sinfulness, we can experience hope. We can have forgiveness of sin and new life. And all you need to do to experience that today, if you haven't done so, is make a decision to follow Jesus Christ, to put your faith in Jesus, accept the free gift of God's grace in Christ Jesus. And if you haven't done that today, what are you waiting for? You can experience hope in Christ, that hope that was made available for you and for me in Jesus Christ. Guys, I know, I know, I know. It is some discouraging times, but I need you. Listen to me, I need you, and you need me. We need to be a source of encouragement to one another.
So what greater time to be that source of encouragement? May the God of hope fill us with joy and peace. And I pray for you, brother. I pray for you, sister, that that hope would overflow so that you can give me some hope, so you can give each other hope, so you can give your neighbor hope, encouragement, and strength. Let's pray. God, I just pray that you would help us to be a source of encouragement to others. And uh, there's no fighting the reality that these are some discouraging times. And I know, God, in my own life, uh, I've experienced so much discouragement in the past five months. But God, I just pray that as David was strengthened in you, that we would be strengthened in you as well. So that we can be encouragement to others. Help us be strengthened in you, God. Give us that strength. God, we need it so desperately. God, strengthen us. Lord, you are our source of hope. And I just pray, God, that that hope would overflow in our lives so that we can be a source of hope to one another, to our neighbors, to our lost family members and friends, all for the glory of God. Thank you, Jesus, that you are the ultimate source of hope, that you entered uh, my mess in my most hopeless state so that I can have hope, the promise of eternity, love, mercy, and forgiveness in you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.